We came here to say that you don't really want it with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. I I know Matt can't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Your Sports Show. I'm your host, Big Baby, aka the soul of R&B. <laughs> to my right, back in her right, her her rightful place up on the top right, the Queen, Queen Tay. Happy Saturday, everyone. <laughs> Bottom she right. right. She was on the top right last week. No, no. no. I put the guest there. Yeah. Um, we should have kept it the way that it usually was. Yeah. Bottom right. No, but <laughs> it just doesn't feel comfortable. Me, I don't know. Maybe because I'm used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I keep it the same next time. Um, the bottom right, the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. It's you know I'm I'm just glad y'all can actually see my face now after like seven months of having like a hobo beard. Um, I actually I actually look like a a, a, a person again. Listen, I just got my my haircut the other day. I feel good. I feel, yeah, I but feel yours different. wasn't looking like mine. I was looking, I was looking like like scraggly, and it was coming down. And it was it was the top of my out. head. My top of my head was looking like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and to the bottom left, welcome back from um, load management, BK Matt. No, I was on that Kyrie load management. Unexplained absences. It was personal. So, Ain't nothing wrong. No, ain't nothing wrong with your absences, but we'll we'll get into right, those right later on. Yours, yours were yours were like health protocols. Yeah, Matt. Uh, oh no, your smoke is coming later, brother. Your, your yeah. smoke coming later. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so how was Did everybody? Explain to me how Shaq is the leading scorer in our league right now. The man's got like eighteen thousand points on his fantasy team. I'm like, know. what in the world? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm having. Uh, I don't know how no. y'all could even doubt that Shaq was going to be in the league. That dude is a basketball sports. No, no, not that he, not that he's going to be in the league. But when I tell you, Queen, this man and 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 me and Dre and, and a couple other people, like we have some high scoring teams. Shaq's got far and away the highest scoring team in the league. Shaq is smoking. Like twenty it comes. It was like one week he had like twenty six. Thousand at one point. I'm like, what? What the twenty six hundred? I'm like, what is? What is he? How? Doing? <laughs> part of this league, so I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, I think he's pacing the league by about <laughs> seven hundred points. So <laughs> that's usually a week's worth of a week's worth of points for a team. Sometimes. Right. I'm not right. looking forward to playing Yeah. No. Neither am I. But how's everybody's week, Queen? How was yours? Queen, oh, that's yours. My week was fine. I mean, work, 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 nothing. Work, 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 work. <laughs> uh, Pete, how was yours? Uh, about the same, about the same. I mean, obviously, like I said, started the week off by finally getting the face uncovered. Um, you know, so starting to look normal there. But otherwise, a pretty, a pretty normal week. Looking forward to this three day weekend. Uh, you know, definitely, definitely have needed it. Um, you know, and I'm not gonna have another good. Good break until mid March, or no, yeah. Feb- mid February. Yeah, Matt, how was yours? Um, just more or less trying to recover from you know being tortured by my family because you know they 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 want to eat good when when I can't. 
But um, <laughs> neither here nor there. I mean, just trying to get, you know, back to normal. I'm trying to get to the point where I can eat sunflower seeds again. That's where I'm really at. Once I once I get it back, it's a wrap. I'm going on long trips. I'm, I'm taking a job to Georgia. Go check on mm. my sister eating nothing but nacho cheese, sunflower seeds. It's oh a wrap. Yeah. You, ever, you, ever remember, you know those old like old Texas Western things where you got the people spitting the tobacco into the cans? That's going to be Matt that. with the nacho yeah. cheese sunflowers. You're sitting Anybody that grew up with me, they knew that that was my snack of choice. Like everybody had, you know, the little Debbie cakes, the Swiss rolls, and you know, the grandma cakes. You look like huh? a seed person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt was a bird in high school. Definitely was. One hundred percent. Definitely was. Yeah, he came in with his, his puffy fat farm jacket and everything too. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, the winner. The, win- the winters we have it now, we need the puppy fat form jackets back. Right. right. This has been one of the hottest Januarys on record. Facts. Yeah. I, I haven't been cold. Yeah. I just been, I've been in hoodies. The only I only buy my my kids jackets and, and you know because they're they're the Mia's from Philly, Maya's mm. from Georgia, but when Mia was born, we moved to Georgia, so she never really got the experience cold like mm-hmm. that. So I know I had to get them jackets. Shane is from New York. Shane's, Shane's a, a Brooklyn baby. Shane's all right. Shane be outside. Yeah, I, got, I got one of my cousins. Uh, she just got a she just got a job um, in North Carolina. She lives in Florida, and so they're moving. Her, her, my her son and my aunt are all moving to uh, North Carolina, and my aunt's already complaining because in North Carolina, the, you know, their cold is gonna be like freezing for her because she's lived in Puerto Rico and Florida her whole life. So wow. she ain't ready for that North Carolina cold. I'm like, you you grew up in New York. She's like, yeah, but it's been a long time. Yeah, most definitely. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into today's quick hits. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new and improved quick hits of the Year Sports Show uh, here in 2020. And this week, we are sponsored by Stark Industries. When you want innovation in your home, buy Stark Industries. <laughs> I wish you would have told me that early. <laughs> <laughs> I watched One Division last night. What can I say? Right. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the quick hits and let's start with something that I know is d- near and dear to Tay's heart. Ladies and gentlemen, the NHL season has begun in, in almost like a mini bubble, too. They're only playing uh, conferences are, are kept in their own bubble. They're playing all the conference teams together. And, uh, and, and then they will be traveling to different bubbles to play non-conference teams. Uh, another big story coming out of the NHL this week, actually, though, is Willie O'Ree. Willie O'Ree was the first black player in the NHL. And he will be honored by the Boston Bruins this year as his number uh, number 22 will be retired on February 18th. Uh, he's only the third black player in NHL history to have his number retired. And this is talking about a league where last year there were only 43 non-white players in the league. Less than 5% of the NHL last year was non-white. So Willie O'Ree, the first ever black player in the NHL, who, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, still alive to this day. 
uh, will hopefully be there on February 18th when his number gets retired by the Boston Bruins. Moving on to the NCAA, if y'all saw it when Alabama put the hurt on Ohio State on Monday night. The boom on them. (laughs) Alabama wins another national championship as they defeat Ohio State 52-34. to Devontae Smith uh, catches 12 balls for 215 yards and three touchdowns. Najee Harris rushes for two touchdowns. And Mac Jones, the quarterback, 36 for 45, 464 yards, five total touchdowns from him. This was Nick Saban's seventh title overall, putting him in the number one spot. He was formerly tied with legendary coach Bear Bryant for most championships by a major college coach. Now Saban alone in first place. In the NBA, we're going to talk a lot about the NBA today, but the only other story coming out of the NBA this week is LeBron James apparently has changed his choice of soft drink. As after 17 years with Coca-Cola, LeBron James will be signing an endorsement contract with Pepsi. Uh, he's expected to be promoting Mountain Dew. Uh, and, and the big thing with this is Coke, Nike, and Upper Deck were the three contracts he signed prior to his rookie season and were his most long-standing endorsement deals. Uh, and now moving to Pepsi after 17 years with Coca-Cola. What a huge get by Pepsi, uh, uh, getting LeBron James on board there. Now let's move to the NFL, where it has been hot stove season. While the playoffs are going on, everybody else making moves. Last night, we got word that the Atlanta Falcons have have hired Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith to be their next head coach. Uh, He's only 38 years old. The Titans achieved unprecedented balance on offense. Uh, under under Smith, they ranked fourth in scoring, third in total yards, and second in rushing last year. Um, and so he will now be taking over for the Falcons. Um, the Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dable is the uh, apparent favorite for the Chargers job. Apparently, long-standing connections to general manager Tom Telesco. They both played high school football together, went to the same high school, so deep connections there. Uh, let's see if that goes through with a contract. Obviously, with the Bills still in the playoffs, Brian Dayball cannot be offered or negotiate for the job. The New York Jets, and me and Matt were celebrating this one slightly, not too much, slightly earlier this week as the Jets have hired 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala as their new head coach. Uh, mentored by Pete Carroll, who was a former Jets coach himself, and we've seen what he'd done in Seattle. Um, he is expected to be good for Sam Darnold as he is bringing uh, his expected offensive coordinator is Mike LaFleur, the brother of Packers coach Matt LaFleur. And they run a Kyle Shanahan run heavy option, kind of uh, get the quarterback out the pocket uh, offense. So consider to be good for Donald, but Robert Salah really hired to change the culture at one Jets drive. Uh, a lot of great things coming out about Robert uh, Robert Salah in this hire. I know that a lot of teams were high on him, but the Jets have hired him. Speaking of Jets coaches, by the way, former 
Jets head coach, Adam Gase, who we all thought would be banned from football for the rest of his life after what he did to the New York Jets, apparently is the front runner for the Philadelphia Eagles coaching job. Out with Doug Peterson, in with Adam Gase, it seems. Uh, now, again, no contract has been signed, but he is considered the front runner for that. Fly, job. Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. You play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. <laughs> Uh, really quickly, in, uh, wrapping up the NFL, apparently linebacker Von Miller, Denver linebacker Ma Von Miller, is under investigation in Colorado. No, nothing has been really revealed about what he's being investigated for um, or if there's charges or anything. But he missed last season due to an ankle injury suffered before the, the season started, and he is uh, under investigation right now. He will be entering the last year of his deal with Denver. And wrapping up our quick hits for this week, going to the MLB. The Yankees finally, finally became the Yankees again, making some free agent moves as the Yankees have made the long-awaited re-signing of DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu has re-signed with the New York Yankees six years, $90 million, a uh, win on both sides. Uh, LeMahieu does not get his $100 million, but does get his long-term deal that he was looking for. And the Yankees get to stay under the luxury tax um, by his average yearly salary only coming out to $15 million a year instead of closer to $18.5 or $20 million. Then, the then later that night, word comes out that the Yankees have signed free agent pitcher Corey Kluber to a one-year $11 million deal. Two-time Cy Young winner is Kluber, was 98-58 and 58 over nine seasons with the Cleveland Indians. He did miss his final season with the Indians after breaking his right forearm, getting hit by a pitch um, that came back to him, and then was signed by Texas and missed his only season with Texas last year after uh, having a shoulder injury before the season started. So Corey Kluber, two-time Cy Young winner, three-time All-Star. Yankees hoping to really recapture that, uh, that magic from him. And oddly enough, their strength and conditioning coach is leading the rehab for Corey Kluber. So the Yankees might have had some inside information on how well his rehab is going and last uh, on quick hits. Something I want to kind of hear your takes on. There has been a proposed and talked about, nothing official yet, but proposed change to the designated hitter rule in baseball. So as we know, last year for the shortened season, uh, the Major League Baseball allowed for the DH to be universal, using both the National and the American League. Um, this year, it has not been approved uh, whether or not that's going to be the case, but conversation has started that the one of the ideas is that the DH will come back universally, but... When you remove your pitcher, your starting pitcher, from the game, you lose your DH unless you put your DH in the field to play a position. If you do not put your DH in the field to play a position, either your pitchers will have to bat instead of the DH or you will have to replace them with pinch hitters every single time. Obviously, with the way the bullpens have been working and analytics the last few years, this is likely to get some pushback from Major League Baseball coaches and front offices. But personally, as an old-school baseball fan who loved it when starting pitchers went seven, eight innings through complete games, I really like it because it makes your starting pitchers go deeper, and it makes you have to be a little bit more precise with how you're moving pitchers in and out because once you take your pitcher out, you're going to lose your DH. 
And now you're going to have to rapidly go through your bench unless your pitchers can hit. And on the other side, on the American League, maybe the pitchers finally learn how to hit. I don't know. What do you guys think about this proposed change to the DH rule? Uh, me personally, it just makes teams have to be more creative in terms of uh, subbing in and out their pitchers. I know we had a conversation yesterday, and uh, you were talking along the lines of now teams should probably have to keep their pitchers in a lot longer so you can have that DH in a lot longer so you don't have to sub for somebody probably who's not as good as, of a hitter as your um, your DH. You think of the Yankees, right? Like John Carlos mm-hmm. Stanton is likely to be the DH, right? You know, so now, okay, John Carlos Stanton can play in the outfield, so you can mm-hmm. switch him into the outfield and keep him in your lineup. But now that means you're gonna have to lose one of your starting outfielders. Are you willing to sit Aaron Judge? Are you willing to sit Aaron Hicks? Are you willing to mm-hmm. sit whoever else is playing in the outfield in order to put John Carlo out there? Risk injury. We know how John Carlo is out there. So you know, just thinking on that one example. There you go, Dre. Yeah. Um- and also, it's just I, – I also think it gives teams more flexibility as well in terms of uh, injury prevention too because you can – that DH can be any one of your, your, your power hitters. If one day you want – you don't want um, – if we're going with the Yankees because that, that's, that's the home team, going with the Yankees, and maybe you don't want Aaron Judge out on the field. Maybe Aaron Judge is, is kind of hurt or slightly hurt. I would put Aaron Judge in the DH spot and then put LeMayu out on the field. It just, you know, it gives you options as well, not just for, you know, making sure you keep the pitcher in, but, you know, for hitters as well. So for clarification, so. this is just the Major League Baseball variation of load management, right? I'm just, just um, not necessarily. I mean, you could say that what they've been doing now with analytics is kind of the uh, is kind of load management because you've had, you know, you've had like this idea of like the opener for the last two or three years, where now teams instead of having five starting pitchers will have four, and then on the fifth day they'll go into their bullpen, start uh, a long reliever for like two innings, and then go relief pitcher after relief pitcher every single inning, which can kind of tax your bullpen, you know, so now that kind of takes that out because if you do the opener and your opener only goes two innings, you now lose your DH after only one at bat. If your DH even got to a uh, bat in the first two innings. Okay. So in other words, it's it's just more or less like a card game in a sense. It's like after a few days, you got to go back and you got to look at your cards and see how you're going to play it. And all, and all honestly, that's just what it is. So it's, I mean, it's normal. It's not much of a change. It's just something to, like, it's just something to plan better for, like, certain games. Like, you know, re, re, reiterate your roster a little bit to make it seem – so it, it makes more sense. And you can relieve certain pitchers. That's all it is. I mean, I mean it's cool. I want to see I want to see it play out more or less before I have more of a pain for it. Same sentiments, Queen, as Matt. Yeah, I get you. And ladies and gentlemen, that was quick hits for the week of January 16th. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good job, Pete. Good job, Pete. So let's get in. Let's go get into today's topics.
Ladies and gentlemen, um, we have a new head coach in Jacksonville. His name is Mr. Urban Meyer, uh, one of the greatest college head coaches of all time, one of the greatest. Um, with a stacked resume, he's coached for four different schools, which include the team, um, the team that just got trounced in in in, um, <laughs> in the national championship game, as well as um, Bowling Green, uh, Utah, and Florida. Uh, now, the Jacksonville Jaguar Jaguars in um, an interesting situation. They have over a hundred million dollars in cap. And 11 draft picks, including the first overall pick, which will likely be Trevor Lawrence. With that being said, what type of noise do you think Jacksonville will make? And can Urban Meyer make a difference? Queen, I'm going to start with you. Well, definitely he can make a difference. I mean, you can't be as bad as you've been recently and um, over the past couple of seasons. And I feel like with that, with the 11 picks and the salary cap, they have a chance to really rebuild and really refocus. So I think that it's definitely a good thing for them. I don't know if it's going to be impactful next season, but I feel like he'll be good with Trevor Lawrence if they draft him, and he'll be good with the rookie players that they're going to get. 11, 11 rookie players, that's a lot. So it agreed. It is a lot of rookie players, and um, it's just, and a lot of them will be going to skill positions. I believe, like they they need some receivers. They need some. They need another back. They need a miracle. They need a miracle, Matt. Since you, you mentioned, um, but really, they don't really need a miracle. <laughs> I mean, they they already leaps and bounds ahead of the Jets at this point, even going into the next season. You get what I'm saying? I feel like we're not going to pop this game. I'm not doing this right now. We're not going to talk about the Jets. <laughs> I got to save all my energy because I'll be. You know what? Listen, your, in, your internet don't want you to have that energy, bro. <laughs> your internet already knows. <laughs> but What's coming next? Matt, please tell me your thoughts on the signing of Urban Meyer. It's a good it's a good step in the in, in in the next position, but honestly, it's I mean, it's in a rebuilding stage. At the end of the day, they're they're going young and you you don't never know what you really have until you play it. And that's just where Jacksonville is at right now. They're they just finished with one and fifteen. So yeah, they 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 might get Trevor Lawrence, which I'm kind of disappointed about. Pete's not, but I am. Um so I mean, they're moving in steps that they might make some noise. Not nowhere in the near future, but we'll see what happens in like three or four years. But I mean, it's cool. It's a it's a it's a good pickup. You never know what what could come out of that. It's a good pickup. I feel you, um, Professor. What do you think? You're on mute, bro. Your mic is muted. Mute, Your mic is muted. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Y'all pulled the me just now. Go ahead. <laughs> um, hey, listen, it's 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 gonna be not that hard to be better than what they were, right? Uh, the Jaguars became one of the first teams in a long time to give up an average of twenty points a game this whole season in every game they played. So it, it's it's not gonna be that hard to be better. 
The issue with Urban Meyer coming to the NFL is the issue we have with any uh, college coach. This isn't college, right? You don't have the same kind of control, right? You're used to working with students between the ages of 18 to 22, whose their entire, you know, their entire career depends on you, right? You don't want to play them. They don't get played. They don't, they're not beholden to you. You cut them off the team. NFL is completely different. Um, while the coaches do have power in the NFL, the coaches are largely figureheads, right? Player don't want to play. Player wants to make a stink. The coach can't really get on them the way they can in college. So that's going to be one of the bigger things. Can Urban Meyer command the respect of men, right, who make millions of dollars? And we have seen in just about any sport, when you start taking a game, a child's game, and you start putting – millions of dollars next to it. If you become very entitled, I don't got to do something because I make millions of dollars. What you going to do? Right. Um, but from a football standpoint, from a, a, a record standpoint, he went 83 and nine over seven seasons in Ohio state and won a national championship. He went 65 and 15 over six seasons in Florida, won two national championships. He's won in every stop and transformed the team every single time. When he took over at Bowling Green, they were nobodies. He came in, turned them into winners. He then goes to Utah. They were terrible. In a couple of in the two seasons, two, three seasons he was in Utah, turned them into winners going to bowl games. Then he goes to Florida. Then he goes to Ohio State. When he went to Florida, we were coming off Steve Spurrier time. Right. Florida had had a number of bad years after Spurrier had left and in the years after. And he turns them into a two time national championship winner in what I think it was relatively two to three, two seasons that he did that turnaround. And then he goes to Ohio State and turned Ohio State into a national title contender. If many people remember, he won the first college football championship when they changed the playoff format with Ohio State. Right. He was right. the first one to do that. Um, so we know that Urban Meyer can win, but the question is going to be whether or not he can take that, that respect and that panache that he has as a college coach commanding kids between the ages of 18 and 22 and translate that to helping to lead multimillionaire athletes in Jacksonville. Now, the fact that he's going to have so many young players, Trevor Lawrence coming in is going to help him, but it's going to be a question for me is how do veterans fit in? Right. How does a veteran fit in going to to Jacksonville if they try to sign somebody as a free agent or bring somebody in? You know, when when, when veterans go to to New England, when and if we talk basketball, when veterans go to uh, San Antonio, Greg Popovich, Bill Belichick, those those coaches, they've built up the reputation where no matter who that player is, they fall back into the system and they become a part of the system. Mm-hmm. Can how quickly is Urban Meyer going to be able to create that? Because that's going to be key. If he can do that, if he can create a system where they feel comfortable falling into that system, I think he's going to be fine. But if not, I feel like you're going to have a tr- you're going to have trouble with veteran players going to Jacksonville, and that's what you're going to need to get over the hump. Nobody yeah. going to go to Jacksonville right now, anyway. So I think they have a chance to start anew. I don't think um, Urban Meyer is even going to be. I think Carson went to go over there. He can go. Take him. Somebody can take him. Well, they're going to need a backup for Trevor Lawrence, and I don't think um, – I don't you think uh, – what's his going to take Trevor Lawrence, though? I don't I see why not. I, I don't see Jets, why not. I think the Jets might get um, Carson Wentz. No. I no, think – if are not my, that on us. Please. Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. If the Jets keep Sam Darnold – 
Mm-hmm. I think the number two pick either has to be Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama, or Devontae Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama. 100%. If they keep if they keep Sam Darnold, if they keep Sam Darnold, one of those two players needs to be the pick. I don't think you need to go quarterback. What I think you do do is you get a veteran quarterback, maybe even like a Carson Wentz, just to be the backup. Because I'd rather have him as a backup to a guy like Sam. Because here's the thing. Say what we want to say about Carson Wentz maybe this year and the years that he's been injured, but when he's been healthy, okay, outside of this season, he's played well. Oh, please. I'm sorry. Has he worked the contract that, that he's owed? You're, like, no. you're, 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 okay with, you're okay with paying that out. That's what you're talking about. Oh, no. I'm not taking him in for big oh. money. Heck no. Okay. That's what I'm saying. He's still going to be owed that money. I'm not I'm – not no, We don't pay him what he's owed. Well, Philly pays him what he's owed. We sign him to a well, new deal. I'm not, I'm not giving him – You think he's, gonna, he's not going to go for less? But he knows his he, stock is not what it was. I don't he, think he does. I don't think he does. But you know what, though? I thought with the whole Philly debacle, you know, just really briefly, I knew that one of them were going to be on the chopping block. And it, it shows me that it was Doug Peterson. That means I think they're they're still committed to wins. I think they're, they feel as if they have – I think they are. Because if they too weren't – It's too much money. You, yeah, you gotta, but gotta, it's not worth it. At the end of the day, they're, they're still the losers in it because – it's a fact. Almost, they almost never get their, their, their season's money's worth because he's almost always injured. So and if you get rid of Wentz, who are you going to have behind Jalen? It's, it's not even just the injuries. He's not he's not consistent. And that's the problem that a lot of people are not, like, being real to, especially Philly. Philly is a diehard, like, city. They will they will ride until the wheels fall off, and that's cool. That That is that is honorable. But we just realistically – Carson Wentz is—he's sometimesy. Let's let's be let's be one hundred percent clear. I don't think Carson Wentz wins that Super Bowl. I don't. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't at all. Not there's nothing that not nobody. There's not enough stats in the world that can show me Carson not Wentz not is beating that New England team. I don't care how how iffy but that New England team New was. England, New England came into that game cocky. They have all rights to be cocky. They have all rights. But even after they lost to the dance by underdog twice, you're going to say you should have been a little bit wiser coming into that. And the Giants as a team, when they beat the, the Patriots, were better as the Eagles as a team when they but, beat the Patriots. Realistically, do you really feel like they had the team to even make it to the Super Bowl? Who? New England. The year that they played um Philadelphia. Exactly. So I mean they have all rights to they be cocky. I, mean, I don't feel like they had the team. I, don't get me wrong, they had a, a pretty decent team. They were well coached and they had the right quarterback. The right quarterback. But as far as all the teams that they had before to make it to where they made it in the in, in, in the in the situation that they were in. They had all right to be cocky. Philadelphia went there with an edge. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Because they 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 went almost perfect in the season and lost the big dance. You get what I'm saying? Like we always say, it's any given Sunday. And I feel as if the the, feel as if the Eagles came to play and the Patriots came to fumble. And um, I do agree with you, Matt, that if it were Carson Wentz, I don't see the same result. 
I think Nick Foles showed heart in a way that Carson never did. And I think that was a key to some of the early Bears' success during the season, too. Facts. Foles is a better quarterback than people give him credit for. I think that he is uh, on the I – I wouldn't say upper echelon. I wouldn't say the Brady's, the Breeze's, the, the Rodgers, the, the, even the Wilsons. But I put him head and shoulders above some of the others that we spend too much time talking about anyway. So back to Urban Meyer and um and the Jacksonville Jaguars, I feel like it, you know, in just closing out my opinion, I just feel as if this gives Jacksonville the best advantage that they've had in a long time. I mean, we haven't heard anything of note um from the Jacksonville Jaguars since Tom Coughlin took over at, at some point uh, a few years back. But I think they have a chance to start over. It's a relatively newer league now, too. You have a lot of changing of the guard, so they have an opportunity. And I feel that even if they take a rookie quarterback, they need a veteran at the backup because these rookie quarterbacks, I mean, they're phenomenal on the field and all that stuff, but injury prone. I mean, almost every big-time rookie that's come over the past few years have suffered a devastating injury at some point or another. And to to piggyback off that to 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 end this topic, it uh I talked about this a while ago, and uh we can have an episode about injuries and what how they come into play. But a lot of these players are playing from like four years old with no kind of rest in between, and it's putting a lot of mileage on their on their bodies, but. Their conditioning is hasn't always been the best, especially um, sometime in college. A lot of times in college, and I've seen it, and I know know some of my guys in college. The conditioning and and training that we think they're getting, then not all of them are getting it. So, but we we just discussed about uh, New England being cocky, right? Let's talk about the Steelers and how cocky they were just to get trounced last weekend. And that there's still people are still talking, chirping back and forth between the teams. Um, Claymore is his last name, Pete. Yep. Uh, was discussing about um, the Browns being disrespectful to Juju Smith-Schuster in I the game and mm-hmm, in the game and after the game. But let's not forget Juju Smith-Schuster did tell the media that he's not concerned and they're playing the same old Browns. Now there's still been chirping back and forth between them, but the Browns have a very big game coming up this weekend against the Super Bowl contenders, the Super Bowl winners. I apologize. The chiefs, uh, Matt, I'll start with you. Are the Browns, uh, wasting their energy and uh, on the wrong thing right now? Of course. The Browns need to focus on the task at hand. They have a big task at hand. Let's get it. Let's get it straight. I don't think they have a chance in hell against against Kansas City. Let's just be let's be honest. But if I mean if again we go back to any given Sunday, anybody look like the sun can shine and on in the winter in on a winter day, and anything can happen on any given Sunday. So Baker Mayfield, you need to step up and figure it out. Y'all need to stop thinking about everything else. Focus on the task at hand. The task at hand is getting to the Super Bowl. Granted, it's Cleveland. The only thing good to ever come out of Cleveland is LeBron James. But and the Drew Carey show. 
What's he talking about? I mean, I did. I like high in Cleveland, but you know, it's neither here nor there. there but, yeah, but that's because of that's because of Betty White. But it's different. It's not. That's neither here nor there. But yeah, you need to focus on the task at hand, and that's Patrick Mahomes and that offense. And you and the only way you even stand a chance is to have some sort of a shootout, which I feel like Baker Mayfield is capable of having. But you have to out shoot out the king right now. The king. I don't care what nobody say. Patrick Mahomes is the king of the NFL right now. He is the face. He is the face. And he has all right to be named that. So all the outside chatter, wrong time, wrong place. We, 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 I mean, it's the playoffs, Super Bowls a couple weeks from now. Minding the game, any given Sunday. If you want to add more light to that franchise and to your name, you need to pull up this W this weekend. Cause ain't no ain't no bigger light than knocking out the defending champions right now and the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they necessarily need to win to have that light shine on them. I think they just not they just don't need to get blown out. Cause it it looks like a foregone conclusion that the Chiefs are going to win this game, but but that's why I say again, if the, they're the favorites. Like, but you, you just need to not get blown not out. Smoke. But what if what if they win, right? Who Cleveland? What if they win? Um, I don't know. Let me tell you something. Um, mm-hmm. just to piggyback off a couple of things that you said, Matt. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't feel that Mahomes is the face of the league yet. I feel as if when you have a league that still has the Rodgers, the Brady's, the Breeze, you know what I'm saying? They're still the face of the league, right? And even Roethlisberger to to an extent. Um, I feel that the beef between the Steelers and the Browns, yes, the Steelers, I think Juju Smith-Schuster said they were the same old Browns the day before they played, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, the Browns beat them beat the brakes off of them. I think that it was a blowout before the first quarter. I mean, Pittsburgh caught up to an extent, but the celebrations that the Browns were doing during the game, you get what I'm saying, were classless to me. You get what I'm saying? I feel like you were already showing them that they were eating their words by your playing, like Matt was saying. You know, let your play speak for it. You don't have to do all that like nincompoop nonsense to show dominance. And I think it's kind of immature. And if I were the Steelers, I would be aggravated. You get what I'm saying? Um, no, I don't also, you know, see the um the Browns beating the Chiefs at this point because you can't compare an almost broke down the Steelers team, like Dre has said from the beginning of the season, you know, they did have a relatively cupcake schedule in a way that they look stronger than where they were. So by the time the games actually mattered, you know, they were exposed. You get what I'm saying? And I feel as if you're not getting that with the Chiefs. What I'm really realizing too, the Chiefs have not been in many narratives throughout the season because they're already the de facto winners, you know, by all intents and purposes. 
So, you know, even though when I look at the, the level of play, the game is still very much for the taking. But I don't see it being with the Browns. And I think the Browns need to grow up. They have a reputation for doing these immature bonehead things during games. And at the end of the day, you're you're finally getting to a point where people are taking you serious. So now it's time for you to to, to act that way as well. And to be clear, I don't I don't choose the Browns over over, over the over the Chiefs. Let's get that clear. No, <laughs> I don't, we'll, we'll, I don't, we'll get I'm to that. No, we'll definitely we'll definitely. Want, get to that. I'm mad at you, Ray, for that Ravens Titans thing. That's not my fault. You should have picked what I picked. It was your fault because <laughs> you I, picked what I, I said Ravens, and then you know you have the worst record <laughs> in the whole thing. And you, you did that on purpose. <laughs> Am I right? You stay out of it. Stay out of it. Am I right? Peter, quiet. Stay out of it, Pete. Uh, Peter, am I right? No, I, invoke, I, I invoke my right uh, for the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> 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 but well, I have the, to piggyback that. I have another question for you to to answer, and Pete, I want you to answer after Tay does. What does this mean? For Ben Roethlisberger, because he did not play the best, he still got over close to or over five hundred yards. He still, I, I still think he. I mean, come, you can't say somebody didn't play the best and they threw for whole, almost five hundred yards. With, I mean, with the turnovers, know, like still, but but you know, but still, the thing is, at the end of the day, I don't feel like Ben Roethlisberger was the reason why they lost that game. I feel, it, it, I thought it was Juju. Juju playing wise or Juju hyping up the Browns Juju to, to go Super Saiyan. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like Connor didn't really show. Connor hasn't been showing up all season. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, At I'm, all. I'm, I'm sorry, Pete. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? with the I'm sorry. I'm sorry, P and Tay, but honestly, what does really Ben Roethlisberger have to prove at this point? He's still all right. This is the thing. This is this is you know what we always get into these things and we say that people don't have much of proof because they already won and they've been to the dance. No, it's not necessarily the Super Bowl. It's just we you know, know. We, he's revered. He's revered. We all know what Ben Roethlisberger is capable of. Right, but the, you so know the thing is, we can't too, even blame the Steelers. Is he? Oh, but the, you know, it comes to the point where you know when you start seeing somebody winding down and he's a part of that draft class that a few of them are already hanging up their boots. Right. right so right. I feel as if he does, I think, where does he go from here? I think he goes one more, at least one more season. I think you give him that chance to play a full season. See you, you no matter how the Steelers play, even if they didn't go 11 and Oh, in the beginning of the season, in the cupcake schedule, they were very much still in the in the playoff contention. So let's not forget that too. You get what I'm saying? Right. I think that the Steelers are always in playoff contention, especially over the past what 15, 16 years. They've already they've always been in either the the Super Bowl talks or the divisional round talks and stuff like that. So I don't think we use this opportunity to 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 kind of say it's time for him to ride off into the sunset. I still think he has something left. 500 yards is a feat. You get what I'm saying? It's not easy at all. And the fact that he can still use his arm in those capacities, it works. Ben is a little injury prone too. Don't get me wrong either. You know, especially over the past few years, I think he's played half seasons. But I think that 
Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, I think that they stick with him next year and see where it goes from there. But where was Connor? Where was all their their players? Like they, all, I feel like they all disappeared this over the past few weeks. It was like a tale of two teams. I feel like the skill positions were were being scary. The receivers and and, and the backs were playing scary, and man. Even even Ebron, he he wasn't playing the best either. Pete, what what is your opinions on 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 this? So my okay. So first of all, Cleveland deserves to 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 talk their ish, right? They won their first playoff game in what almost eighteen years, right? Almost almost two decades. They beat the Steelers of all teams. Granted, the Steelers were not the Steelers that we've known them to be. Um, so I, I do agree that they get to talk a little ish, but as Matt said, the focus then needs to be, and very quickly needs to be on Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes, right? Because beating, beating, uh, Pittsburgh in the first round loses its luster. If you get blown out by Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes in the next game. So touch on what Tay said. Yes, there are you, – you have to straddle that line between how do you talk your ish in a classy way and still get and still get your trash talk off and, you know, doing it classlessly. If anyone – listen, if they want to go after Juju Schmitz, so they should. Juju should know better than to put bulletin board material on anybody, okay? Because we all know in the NFL anybody can be anybody on any given day. Okay, and Juju thought that he was going to sit there and be like, well, the Steelers are just going to win because of the Steelers. And y'all got beat. Y'all got the brakes beat off of you in that game. Okay, Cleveland outscored you 28 to nothing in the first quarter. Okay, um, that game was close only because of what they did later on in the game, right? You know, Roethlisberger threw 68 passes, 501 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. As Tay said, Connor ran for 37 yards, right? This is, a, this is a running back that has been non-existent all season. You know, Roethlisberger has no choice but to air it out all year, okay? Steelers football is tough, hard-nosed defense, run the football, make the passes you need to make, okay? And they've not been able to do that this year. They have not, right? Roethlisberger is one of only two quarterbacks remaining from his class, the other being Phillip Rivers. Eli Manning has already retired, okay? Rivers moved on from San Diego. Okay, he went to Indianapolis. People don't know if he's going to stay there this year, right? This may be it for Ben, right? He doesn't have anything left to prove. I think Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, um, and and you know are are certifiable Hall of Famers. Philip Rivers, I think, even though he didn't win a Super Bowl title, will be a guy that, based on the on the level of his statistical uh, makeup, will make it to the Hall of Fame. The only thing that's holding Philip Rivers back is he never won a Super Bowl. Right. Um, but Big Ben and Eli Manning, certifiable Hall of Famers, even if Ben walks away right now. Right. From what they've done on the field. When it comes to, you know, the Browns and. And the Chiefs, I don't think many people are giving the Browns opportunities, but look at the difference of how the Chiefs are approaching this game to how the Steelers approach this game. You haven't heard Kansas City say one negative thing about Cleveland. Not one negative thing. Their focus is on winning the game, right? The Steelers, Juju, and other people came out and said what they said about the Browns. And now they got to eat those words. 
So if the Browns want to go and clown Juju Schmidt-Suster, they are more than welcome to because he said that they couldn't do it and they went out there and did it. And all of us have been in a situation in our lives, whether it be in sports or our regular lives, where people don't think we can do something. And that is just nothing but added motivation to make us do it and do it well and throw it in their face in one way or another, either publicly or privately. Shout out to the show. Shout out to Lance Stevenson. Right. You know, when it when it comes to when it comes to Ben, like look, I think Ben's hurt. I think something's up with Ben. I really yeah. think Ben is hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Ben was playing at, at full capacity, especially near the end of the season. Um if Ben walked away at the end of this season when it's all said and done, I I as a player for what he's done on the field. I harbor no ill will towards Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's been one of the greatest quarterbacks we've been able to watch over the last, what, 15, 16 years. Okay? Um, I, I want the, – the, what I want is, is I want to see – I want to see Tomlin win more than I wanted to see Ben win. Um, because yeah. I feel like when you talk about people that nobody get, doesn't get enough respect, mm-hmm. Bill Tower has been retired for over a decade. And people still talk about Bill Cowher in higher regards than they do Mike Tomlin. And that's not to say that Bill Cowher isn't a legendary coach, because he is. Okay, Bill Cowher is great. But Mike Tomlin deserves his roses. And I think Mike Tomlin's ability as a coach has been long overshadowed by some of the names on the Steelers. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger. So if Ben retires, I would love to see the Steelers kind of retool because I'd love to see what Mike Tomlin will do with a team that's kind of starting from the bottom and doesn't have those star players clogging everything up. Got you. While we're on the topic of Browns and Chiefs, let's get into our pick four. Sorry, no graphic for the pick four. Um, so Browns and Chiefs, um, who y'all got? Are you, I'm really just, that? Are you really asking that question? As as the host of the show, I have to ask the question. <laughs> So I'm gonna I have I'm taking the Chiefs. We all take this the should Chiefs. be we all taking the Chiefs. Well listen, analytics <laughs> tell us stop it, Pete. Stop, stop it, Pete. It, Pete. We don't have it. <laughs> cut it, cut it out. Pick the Chiefs. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed the one thing. Okay. What was what is the records this week, Pete? Um I don't want to hear it. Tay is no well, you do want to hear this because you and I are tied for second at 41 and 28. We are tied for second at 41 and 28. Tay is only one measly, meager game ahead of us, okay? Um, and I'm about to start sending my picks in via mail so that Tay doesn't know who I picked. Okay. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, right? There was no stretch at any point of wow. this season, right? Yes, it was. I was at I was first at one point. You were never first. You were always I was first at one point. Tay was right. I wasn't. Matt Matt was first for like a week. Yeah, that was, that was at least longer than week. a week. It was longer than a week. At least two week. three weeks. The first Stop. week. You dragging uh, it in. It's been like it's been mostly between me and Tay for the number one spot, but Tay's been in the lead for most of the time. Okay. Yeah. There's been times that I didn't. You have to play strategic. Like the queen can move on the board wherever she pleases. And at the end of the day, now we're talking. If you make 
If you make no, Pete's been talking some heavy duty trash over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> you missed, okay. bro. Because Tay Tay waits for me. Because what Tay does, what Tay does. So now y'all trying to say that I just follow behind y'all. Y'all yeah. know, Alexa, play so emotional by Whitney Houston, please, for these guys. Look, look, understandable. If we all get the L, you're still in the lead. We get what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Right. And if we all get the W, you get the W, yeah, and you're still, still in the lead. It's it just can't be. It just can't be that I know what the hell I'm doing, right? It has to be. That I didn't I say you did it. I didn't say you did it. Like I'm following behind two high school. I don't know what you're doing. Or I'm following behind two high school semi greats, and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have to hurt my head about it. You guys hurt your head about them. I don't care about certain games. I had to pick against my own team too many times. You have no choice. They suck. What, what kind of question? What kind of what, really? Yes, the, the Giants the nerve, suck. The, the Stop. Nerve, the nerve of you. No, no, the no. Nerve. The nerve. No, we can say that. No, we can say that, Dre, because you haven't. Just as bad as the Canarsie High School football team. But you haven't put. You haven't put the game. You haven't put the game on the schedule. That ain't oh, my school. Yeah, I actually have I have no reason school. to put a jet game on the schedule. Right. So we can we can say we can say that because Tay can pick against the Giants because the Giants have been terrible. If we had a jet game on the schedule, me and Matt probably pick well, against the Jets. There's no reason to pick there's no There's no reason to pick against pick a team that's Yo, y'all, wow. Oh, and we had reason to put the rotation. We had we didn't play any Giants games until they were almost uh, playoff contenders. So let's be real there. But anyway, we only put, and honestly, we only put four. We only put four Giants games on there, and they were all division. And they were all division games. All right, they were all division games. Hey, I'm gonna make sure I pick first, right? So mm -hmm. for this round, I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> we them, we okay? all picked them. Who's Cut next? Them. Who's next? <laughs> Who's next? Because y'all trying to y'all trying to downplay me. Pete, this is what I'm talking about. You should. I just, don't even. You know the thing is, you I, had I, one I, chance. So you had one chance to get in front of her. I don't even want to be dealing with this right now. You realize that, right? Y'all so much platform to speak your piece right and the thing is what i get in return is the fact that oh you know she copied off of my picks oh she don't know what she's that's why when it's tavia's tea time y'all better show up and see. that's what i'm saying we go when ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen okay no. this is a paid announcement for those of y'all who watch <laughs> who watch and listen to the Eurosports show on a on a on a on a wholly weekly basis, please do not be surprised when this when one of these episodes probably looks like you watching Bridgerton, okay, and we out here, okay, in some in in, in some old 1765 attire, okay. This was gonna happen. It's not gonna be Bridgerton. It's gonna be more Harlem Renaissance. I like oh, okay. it. Okay. I like it. So as long as I can come in looking like like Red Fox 
And then you know, oh, you know what the theme song's gonna be? Shotgun, that old school. Shotgun. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be across 110th Street, but okay. That's Spanish Harlem. We don't we don't count that. What's wrong with Spanish Harlem? All right, so before we get into an argument that's not that's not a show related, there's um, always dog crap all over that part of Harlem, and I don't like it. <laughs> Rams, Packers, Rams, Packers. You know where I'm going? I'm going with now, the Rams. I feel like this is the hardest game to pick yes. because I feel as if while Aaron Rodgers, I I have to admit that I'm I have not given him enough props this season. I still don't think. That he's- I love it when you I love it when (laughs) Yeah, like I was saying, like I was saying, I did not give him enough credit, but I still don't feel like he's MVP. He's probably going to be MVP, but I still as MVP. Me personally. I could have I could have given him a little bit more respect, like saying that, you know, he's not washed up. That he's Thanks. not overrated. Those things that I have been saying. So I, I, I'm woman enough to say that he's not wa- fully washed or rinsed. You know, he's still in the, the cycle of putting the clothes in the, the um the washing machine. He's not there yet, though. He's not washed. So at the end of the no, you see that no, I'm speaking. Mr. Miller, I'm speaking. I'm, I'm saying speaking. they know he's, he's top two. You forgot to add that. He's top two. Russell Russell Wilson does not need to be top two. Make sure you put that, please. Wait, what? Russell Wilson does not need to be top two as far as MVP rating. Let's go. Come on. I need you. you I need like to hear that. I understand you because sometimes you speak like you're from down south. Sometimes you speak like you're from Brooklyn. Sometimes you speak like you're from like. That got to do with the situation. Don't try to cover my accent. Don't try to cover my accent. I'm not understanding the cadence that you're saying. So what are you saying to me right now? I'm saying you need to admit oh that Aaron Rodgers <laughs> need to be in the top two and not Russell Wilson, who's the MVP. Well, I'm still going to say, going to say that Russell Wilson, to me, was more valuable to the league than Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Not at all. Not the league. TikTok. Definitely TikTok. He's the MVP of TikTok. Shout out to Sierra. Go ahead. Admit it. Anyways, I could have been a little more fair because I, I, I think I was still upset the fact that they tied him with Brady as the top quarterback of the decade last year. And given that, which he wasn't, you get what I'm saying? He wasn't the top quarterback of the 2010-2020s. Matt, and you agreed with that when we when we did that. Yeah, he was not. He should have not been tied for number one. Okay, he should have not, and I do feel the Packers, like I've said, should have put a little bit more respect on him. I do Mm -hmm. feel that. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I would say this is the hardest game out of all the other ones. While I do think the Packers take it because I do feel that the Rams' defense is strong, strong. it is strong enough to withstand. The veteran presence of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. She said, "She said the veteran president. You just need to say that man. That man. I'm not so, saying so Queen. So Queen, who do who are you taking? I'm taking the Packers. All right, Dre. You said you're taking the Rams. Yes. 
Tay says she's taking the Packers. Matt, did you pick? I already know who I'm picking. He picked the Packers. He picked the he picked the Chicago Bears. Oh, um, oh, oh. <laughs> I forgot who the Rams beat last week. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's not the Packers. So oh, see, yeah. here's the here's the issue. This is the eighth time in NFL history, eighth time in the playoffs, NFL history, that the number one defense will be playing the number one offense. And we know the old adage, defense wins championships. But the correlation is actually not – it isn't a favorite defense, but not like staunchly. The number one defense is four and three in playoff history against the number one offense. Okay? The number one offense has only won in 2015 when Carolina beat Seattle, in 1997 when Denver beat Kansas City, and in 1993 when San Francisco spanked the Giants 44-3. to you just had to say spanked, huh? Yes, yes, yes. It is. My man, that's what I'm talking uh, about. But the number yes. one defense, the number one defense has won four times. The Giants had the number one defense in 1990 when they defeated Buffalo. The Seattle Seahawks had the number one defense in 2013 when they brutalized Denver and left them on eight points in the Super Bowl. Okay. Seattle also had the number one defense in 2014 when they beat Green Bay in the divisional round, and New England had the number one defense in 2016 when they beat Atlanta in the Super Bowl. But come on, Atlanta, they fumbled. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Let me say something. Nobody has blown a lead like that since COVID <laughs> in the U.S. Yikes. You know, and and so this this and I think this all goes back to Tay's original point, which I think is one hundred percent the truth. This is the hardest game to pick this week. Um, the you know we got Jared Goff coming back with the miracle thumb. He will be starting again, and not the financial analyst, you know, Mister Wofford. Um, I it's hard for me because. The Rams have a really great defense. They can really shut teams down. And the Packers barely beat them earlier in the year. Um, I'm going to pick the Packers, but barely. I think this is going to be a very close game. I think this might be the lowest scoring game for the Packers in this playoffs. Um, I so think going- the thing is, when you look at the – when you look at – the where the advantages and the disadvantages are. Yeah, Pete's going with the Packers. He said so. Okay. Yes. All right. When you look at the advantages, right? Who has a quarterback advantage to you? Aaron Rodgers. Right? Mm-hmm. Big time. Goff is not a bad quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's not. Yeah, I think I think he's better than than what people have given him credit for. When you look at like the specialty positions, who do you feel has the advantage on the? I feel like the offensive. Like we've said, the offensive side goes to the Packers. I don't feel that their defense is strong enough to withstand that offense. I think that offense is that offense is strong. Now, like you said, I don't see that this being a high scoring game at all. I see that. This, I mean, where does the Packers rank as far as defense is concerned? I'm pretty sure they're not towards the bottom. Not, they're, not they're, not, they're, they're not great, but you know they're not bad either. No, they 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 have some suspect um, defensive ends though. So Jared Golf could 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 get it going. The defensive yeah, it, line it, of the Rams good. is better than the defensive line of the Packers, 
but the mm -hmm. linebackers on the Packers are better than the than the linebackers and stuff that's on the Rams. I'm just still worried about the thumb. That's more or less what I'm worried about. The thumb. According to the teams left in the playoffs, they're ranking the Packers as the fourth best defense in the playoffs. And the Rams are the first best. Rams defense? first, Saints second. Mm. Uh, really? Yeah, Saints actually have a, a silently good defense. Not silent at all. The Saints have never <laughs> like <laughs> as long as long as everybody has watched football, the Saints and and defense just don't sound good together. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. They have they the statistically been good. No, but, but statistically speaking, their defense is, has been silent. good this year, and it's the second best defense in the playoffs. But silently, though, silently, it's very silent. That that is at a hush. So. Look. We get but, to the next game. That that's the next game that we about to talk about because we all picked the Packers except for Drew. Yeah, of course. So that's Ravens Bill. Ravens Bills. Oh, did you pick? I'm sorry, Matt. No, yeah. you picked. Okay. Everybody, Everybody picked. Pick. Raven Ravens Bills. This is uh, it's hard for me. I'm going with I'm, Buffalo. I'm, yeah, I'm going with Buffalo as well. Um, sure. I think it, it's tough for me. I think the Ravens got by last week. You know, there it may is talking maybe snow in Buffalo this weekend. Um, which actually does favor Lamar Jackson, right? Because he's a running, the best running quarterback in the NFL. But has he played in snow? Has he played? He has good not in snow? played. He hasn't. I don't think he's played in snow. That's the that's the key. Um, you know, but I think I think Buffalo, in in my opinion, Buffalo was my pick, uh, especially the way they played this year to make it to the uh, to the AFC Championship game. I think it's going to be Buffalo versus Kansas City at the end of this. Um, so I'm taking I'm taking Buffalo. I think Josh Allen has a lot to prove. Um, unless Baltimore pulls something out of its behind, I don't think they win. I think it's a competitive game, but I don't think they win this game. Let's be clear. I think the only team that's capable of even knocking off Kansas City is Buffalo, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm so serious. In terms of in their division? Yeah. Yes. I give you that. I'm I'm not too no. high on Baltimore beating Kansas, Kansas City, City to get to the Super Bowl at all. But but Bills maybe. Go ahead, Tate. Lamar yeah. Jackson looked scary last week. He did. To be honest with you, and he did. I my gut told me to go with the pack with the Packers with the Ravens last week. Right now, just like the Packers Rams game, this one is a tough one to call because at the end of the day. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove just as Josh Allen does. It's it's just two sides of the coin. While I'm gonna go with the with the um with the Bills, can I tell you that I feel that the Ravens are gonna take it? I mean, to go along with what you're saying, this game importance, it's more or less that number two spot because Josh Allen's coming to his own and he and he's becoming such an elite, you know, quarterback. Yeah, Lamar Jackson looks scary. Last week, but he's been looking scary for like the last two years. So, I mean, yeah, but I, people are saying lying. that he couldn't win the game. And, and he and he did his and he did his due diligence. He won last week. We'll give him that. Let me tell you something. With a heavy, with a heavy, heavy heart, I'm going with the Bills. I just feel like they're a better right? team. You have until tomorrow. They're a stronger team. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But can I tell you that the Ravens looked better? Last week, then the Bills have looked in the past couple weeks. So I'm just okay. I'm just putting that there. Okay, I'm, well, I'm I'm grudgingly going for the Bills, 
because I feel that the even though the Ravens are the favorite, but you have you have it until oh, before eight o'clock. You have it before until eight o'clock to yeah. To let me you know, let me sleep on that because I feel like the let me tell you something. Well, I'm going with the Bills, <clears throat> but the Ravens. I feel like I feel like they're going to take it. Yeah. Um. So, Bills, 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 Ravens. Right? No, I think it was Bills all around. He chose the Ravens. Uh, uh, no. Oh, you chose the Ravens, Dre? No. I chose, I chose the Bills first. Yeah, I think everybody yeah, chose the Bills the- unless, unless Tay changes her picks right now. Yeah. She's on record. As I, thought, I thought Matt chose the Ravens. That, that's- I, chose, I chose the Bills. I'm on record for the Bills. With that, okay. Like I said, doing it only because I feel that Josh Allen is – a. The, like you guys said, the Bills have been a better team most, most of the season. Mm-hmm. But I, I noticed something in Lamar Jackson last week that I hadn't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, the, the Ravens, they shut down the Titans in a way that people were not expecting them to. That's what I'm saying. Now, I feel like the only thing they have over the Bills, like, overwhelmingly, is their defense. As far as, like, the offense, I because I, Lamar Jackson don't have – that many weapons. Just Mark so, Andrews. Exactly. So it's it's all relying on, on Lamar Jackson. I did. I did. Exactly. I, I agree, but that's what I'm saying. As far as that, that's the only edge. That, and that's why they're the favorites. The edge is their defensive side. Because of what you just said, the way that they shut the Titans down and how they did it and how effectively they did it. So it's like... The they, they, yeah. So it's like... Are they able to do that to a Buffalo Bills offense that has been relatively good this year? You know what I'm saying? And they, but they've been all around good. They are. I feel like Buffalo is the overall better team. Baltimore just has the way better defense. You said Baltimore has the better defense? I feel like they have the better think, defense than Buffalo, yeah. I think Baltimore, for that last game, because – they built that roster for that that Titans game. We would have to, we would have to see, because they built they. It was been said across all most of the sports outlets. The Ravens built that defense, especially for, um, for their running for 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 the Titans running game. That's what they said. Now yeah, Buffalo the doesn't have, have the. A better... Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Um, even though I think the um, the Bills have a way worse running game than the Titans, I also think on the defensive side for the Bills, the Bills have a better contained defense than most defenses in the league. So if Lamar Jackson has to be relegated to throwing the ball most of the game and can't get over 50 yards running, it's going to be a problem for that team. Yeah, that's it's going to be a problem. But th- so. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the Buffalo Bills defense is bad. That, let me yeah. be clear with that. No, that I, I don't just, know. I just feel like I feel like Baltimore has a way better defense than than the Buffalo. That's why I said Buffalo all around, meaning mm-hmm. offensive and defense included, special teams mm-hmm. included. I feel like they are the better team mm-hmm. than Baltimore. So that's gotcha. why I'm choosing them. Because, again, like you said, if you hold Lamar Jackson to where he's relegated to only throw, they're in trouble. And we're not saying that he can't throw. It's just 
He's better with, with his wheels than he is with his arms. Which passing. opens up his passing game 100%. Right. When you know that he's when you know that he's getting out there and he's busting those runs out, you you have you have to play those those that 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 secondary back to contain the run and right. then that just opens up the passing game for for, for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. So, uh, the battle of the grandpas is the next game. Boy, Bucks so Saints. I'm not disrespectful. Disrespectful. These are football grandparents, Bucks and Saints. I'm going. I want to go with the Bucks. But imagine, imagine if imagine I want to go with the moment if Drew Brees had offensive lines as good as Tom Brady did over the years. <laughs> I've been saying that for years, but yeah, that's a nowhere. that's a conversation in itself. I've been but saying that for years. I I think I see. I want to take the Saints in this one, but. Tom Brady has hit his groove so far, and I, I think that oh, yeah. Stella got her groove back. Right. Whatever. Hey, so I, I'm going. I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going with the Saints. Hmm. Queen Just like Eli Manning is kryptonite, then Drew Brees is kryptonite too. Um, let me tell you something. I'm going with the Saints. As, uh, as was I. As was yeah. I. I was already taking them. I, I can't take Tom. There's not nothing against Tom because, again, embarrassment of riches. They're supposed oh, yeah. to win this game. They are 100%. But, Tay, go ahead. You were going to make that. You were going to make a point. But, yeah, go ahead, Tay. I feel that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, I think they have what it takes to go deeper into the playoffs, right? Drew Brees was looking kind of old the last couple of weeks, too. Mm -hmm. Kamara, on the other hand, was looking almost cyborgish. You get what I'm saying? So I feel that if – does the Buccaneers still have Antonio Brown? Like, I forgot that he was even – Yes. He had a touchdown last week. And he touched out a whole one. <laughs> Half of one, I guess. I mean, you but got yeah, all the, yeah, you got all the pieces that you have. I mean, you don't necessarily have to throw them. You have other. Yeah, pieces. but the thing is, they 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 shouldn't. With all the pieces that they have, you get what I'm saying. They should not. They've gotten embarrassed by the Saints both times they played them. I think. Definitely, definitely did. I I also <laughs> want to piggyback. Yeah, let me piggyback on that real quick, Tay. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, Mike Evans has been play- playing trash this year. Let- I just want to get that out there. Mike yeah, Evans has been playing terrible this year. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. All so, right. So we're, 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 it was Big Baby was going with the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, but he don't, he don't care about his rating. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking those Saints because I, I think what Tay said is 100 percent true. And I was that's that's my my reasoning behind it as well. I think this is going to be this is going to be who strikes last. Mm-hmm. But I think Kamara is the X factor in this game. It really is. I think I don't think Gronk is really something to be worried about. Yes, am I worried about the wide receivers for Tampa Bay? I am. But I think Kamara is the number one uh, problem for Tampa Bay to have to contain. Hey, you said receivers. What about the what about the uh, the, the tight end? <laughs> not, nobody, nobody, no, nobody. At the at this point, at this very point in time, nobody seems to be worried about Gronk at this moment. Yeah, I'm not worried. I, about, I, I'm not worried. Nobody's worried about Gronk at this moment. 
This is the time where you worry about them, though. This is. That's what That's what I'm saying. That's what I was getting to. This is the time. This is the time, but nobody has been worried about Gronk up. And, and if the Saints are smart, they're kind of be like, all right, you better you better look. Keep somebody big enough there to guard them. Yeah. So, the size of a computer screen. I don't understand it. Right. So... We talked about drama earlier between two teams. Now we're talking about drama in the borough of Brooklyn. With the now um, inclusion of the beard, James Harden, who has been very Carl Thomas emotional for the better part of this season, uh, and Kyrie Irving going missing uh, and, and not having a, what do you call it, a valid excuse? for being missing. Um another drink. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what are your thoughts on how this team is going to function this year? All right. And I mean, and without without cursing. Kyrie Irving without cursing without Kyrie Irving bias. I'm um, not biased. I'm not biased. I'm far from biased. Let's be let's be clear. Go ahead. I'm really the, floor not your, the, the floor is yours. Go ahead. I'm not. Listen, don't get yourself. Go ahead. I'm starting with Kyrie Irving because clearly there's apparently there's bias. I do not support anything this man has been doing as far as abandoning your team for no reason. And we have yet to heard a reason. I think they said something about what happened at the Capitol and the, that that look. Without cursing, I just think it, it, it's a cop out. I don't know what your problem is, but you really need to grill it up, fix it, eat it, get a coke and a smile, and shut the up. That's that's just my opinion on it. As far as that, I don't agree with you missing games. I don't I don't agree with none of that. I don't agree with you going or I mean, cool. Granted, your heart is in the right place as far as your philanthropy and and and, and, and social justice. It's cool. All hands on deck. Get it. Still, you are being paid, what, $40 million this year? 36 to $40 million this year? Play the game. That's your responsibility. Play the game. You knew he was going to be the talk of the, he was gonna be the talk of this season. You knew he was going to be, especially because you started the season before you even played, and you missed, like, the whole season last year. You started the season before the season even started talking about how the, you finally have somebody you can rely on the shot with, which is which is Kevin Durant, which is obviously taking the dig at LeBron James. Like you, you started the season off with drama. If you wanna, if you really wanna create beef and a rivalry with the Lakers because LeBron James is there, you need to hold up to your end of the bargain, which is show up, show out, and be a team and be a leader. So, regardless of what. Tavia P and, and, and Dre is saying as far as me being biased. I'm a realist. I don't agree with nothing that he's doing. The five games he missed, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Unless you have a death, God forbid, or, or, or somebody sick. I don't want to hear none of that. But then again, this is a man that we've now seen missing games, but yet he was on video, photographed at a birthday party. I was getting there. I was, I was getting there. I was getting there. And then in. on the Zoom call for a Manhattan District Attorney candidate. Or like, 
the Manhattan District Attorney, I don't understand that part. Maybe it's something with social justice. That's cool. That's your heart. Cool. Show that. Show up to games. But on That's the night, but see, you know what the problem with that was was the optics, right? The optics of that. That same night was a Nets game. Exactly. That same so, night was a Nets game. You can't go to the game. You can't be available for your team, but you could be on a Zoom call. Like I said, I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid. And then it goes into this James Harden trade, which I felt like they they felt like it was a personal thing. Because he's been so MIA, I felt like they pulled the trigger on this trade to get James Harden there because ain't no telling what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving. And they feel like they got to make Kevin Durant happy by not really messing with him and messing with him in his head, like kind of like apparently Boston did. Or like Cleveland apparently did. So they're trying to keep Kevin Durant happy by keeping his friend happy. Look, I'm I'm I look, I'm not mad James Harden is there. I'm mad we lost Karis Levert because I'm a, Ka- a Karis Levert fan. I like Prince, I like um I like Prince. I like Ar- I like Allen. I like all of them. I don't like the fact that we lost a lot of our pieces. And my but do you let James Harden go? He's a once in a lifetime talent. You don't just let him Whoa, go. I wouldn't say a once in a lifetime talent. Let's, let's, let's be let's be real here. Okay? He's not a once in a lifetime talent. Kevin okay. Durant. Not. He's, he's not LeBron. He's not LeBron. He's not a once in a lifetime. I agree with Tay. Um, okay. LeBron's LeBron. a once in a lifetime. Okay. LeBron's a once in a lifetime talent. But James in the hard James Harden is a once every generation type scorer. Let's be 100. KD's still a better scorer, though. I, I mean, I, I feel, yeah. There's, there's, there's great scorers in his generation, so he's not a once in yeah, a generation because. But do you let him go? You would let him go? Yeah. yeah. Y'all would let James Harden go. I yeah. wouldn't have taken him. Because, like you said, like you said that there's an abundance of riches, right? Yeah. When it comes to the Nets. And I feel as if it was not a stupid move. Don't get me wrong. But remember when you had, like, with the Knicks with Melo and, and Amari, right? They're not on the level, I would I would say, Melo is not on the level of a, a Harden, Amari, not so much on the KD. But no, I feel close. as if Jade, what? Nowhere close to a KD. Yeah, but still. Nowhere close to KD. At the end of the day, well, Amari in his prime was very – was very explosive, but at the end of the day, um, worth the lick did not have no offensive moves outside of the box, so it's not the same thing. I would never, I would never. What say she's that. explaining, what she's saying is the pieces, not not so I, I much like compared, not compared the comparing the players. Continue. And Amari could have been like a KD. He could have been. Okay, so let's not even let's not even get there. But what I'm saying is, James Harden acted like a complete. An utter baby to get out of Houston. He showed more energy into getting out of a place that was paying him handsomely than he ever did for any social justice type of of problems that were happening in the United States. I think with Kyrie Irving, this is not surprising to me with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a bum. You get what I'm saying? This is this is bum behavior. You get what I'm saying? She's talking about all she's talking off the court. Oh, no, this true. is bum behavior. This is what bums do. This is what bums do. He didn't want to be Robin to LeBron's Batman like my boy 
um, Shannon Sharp said. So he ended up being Alfred to both James Harden and KD. And I think he didn't like that. I think that has something to do with it. He's Commissioner Gordon now. Let's yeah. look, 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 look. He's, the he's, the he's the third option. Don't say he's, he's Alfred. He's like, stop. Stop. No, I'm not going to stop. I'm not Bum. This is what bums do. I'm well, not the court. He is not a bum. It's as if well, he's the court he is not a bum. He's the most skilled player in the league right now. Stop. Stop. Brooklyn Nets. That's Stop. how Terry Irvin is acting right now, like a bum. You so get what I'm At the end of the day, this is so bum behavior. Yeah. He's been saying this since we they've announced the trade. I'm not surprised at his behavior. Um, None of us is. Yeah. So he's he's a bum. Not on, not on the court. Off the court, yes. He's a bum. I agree with you. Off the court, yes. He's a bum. On the court, no. He's a bum. Not on the court. He's a bum. Not on the court. Well, either way. <laughs> not on the court. Because it's off the court. You're not going to. Off, off the court, yes. It's I agree with you wholeheartedly. Don't even break. It, it, the thing is, you would write back somebody's antics if they showed up and did what they were supposed to do. You know, Dennis Rodman got away with a lot of nonsense on the Chicago Bulls, right? You know why they put up with him? Because when he showed up, his team was winning championships, right? Kyrie Irving has not done enough to prove why he's acting like a bum off the court. That's why I call him a bum. I can call him worse, but we can't curse, okay? But he's a bum. <sighs> Period. First, first of all, um... I'm not going to disagree with what Tay said in the fact that what Kyrie doing, what Kyrie Irving has been doing is bum-like behavior, right? right? It is bum-like behavior. Um, we all know I'm not necessarily, I was never necessarily a fan of Kyrie going to the Nets to begin with, but let's just start here, right? And this has been said on other platforms as well. Kyrie Irving wants to be a social justice person. I'm with you, man. You want to sit there. You want to fight for the betterment of black and brown people around the world. I'm with you, man. You want to sit there and you want to fight for the betterment of people of color in the NBA. I'm with you, man. But how but, are you doing that if you're not playing? Right. But he acts like he can't chew gum and walk at the same time. Okay. Oh, yeah, he, right. He's got to do one or the other. He's got to do one. Oh, no, I can't. You know, and, and to be honest with you, okay, to be honest with you, more than being bum behavior, he's being a crybaby, okay? He's being a crybaby, okay? You, you, there were a lot of players in the NBA that had something to say about the riots that happened in our nation's capital. What did they do? They played the game. They played their game, and they used their social media platforms. They used their, their media platforms after the game, post-game interviews, pre-game interviews, whatever, to speak their piece on what happened. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving decided to take his <laughs> Kyrie Irving decided to take his ball and go home. He decided to take his ball and go home. And now we're sitting here 
We over here talking about how he was seen on this Zoom call. He was found at a party, this, that, and the third. Listen, I think Harden, do I, do I not make the Harden trade if I'm a team? If Harden's available, I go after him. He is that good of a talent. I agree with that. Do I think the Nets needed James Harden? No, I don't. No. I don't think the Nets needed James Harden. I don't think the Nets needed to make that trade, right? Now, I will say, thankfully, having signed Joe Harris to a long-term contract, Spencer Dinwiddie being, being injured allowed us to not give up as many physical players as we would have in the original iterations we saw of this trade. Facts. Right? We gave up – the best player we gave up was Karis LeVert, okay, who I think is going to be an all-star. In Indiana. Okay. And Allen. And Allen. I think Jared Allen is still is a notch below Karras. He still has a lot of seasoning to do. He's not as good as I think he can be just yet. That's I think, that's, right. that's I think Jared that's Allen can be an all-star, but Jared Allen might need another year or two. But Cleveland, in terms of actual physical players, won this trade. Right? In terms yeah. of who they physically got. 100%. Right? And then Indiana comes in second to me. They get Karis LeVert for Victor Oladipo. I think it's a wash, but I think they wanted to get rid of Oladipo. He wanted to get out of there. Right. Um, Houston wins in the long term with the picks as long as they draft right. Right. The Nets, the Nets really are going to have to be in a win-now scenario. Right. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to hope that Kevin Durant resigns with the team. But here's where my big thing comes in. I don't think James Harden was brought in to make people happy. I don't think James Harden was brought in for any of that. I think James Harden was brought in as a Kyrie Irving's insurance policy. Exactly. I think James Harden was brought in so that conversations can begin to happen in Brooklyn with KD saying, listen, would you mind playing with Harden instead of Kyrie? <laughs> and Kyrie's and, – and, and the crazy thing about it, Kyrie's – Stock as as crazy as the things he's been doing, you can still get some pieces for Kyrie and put you back where you need to be, where you, you didn't give up. You know all those draft picks, like you pulled up. To me, that trade, I didn't like it because you pulled a Boston. You pulled what you did in for with Boston last time. It was you smarter traded, than the Boston trade, Dre. It was, it was no, it was, it was no. I'm yes, it was smarter, but you still gave up those draft picks, regardless in whatever position that you you will fall in the draft. You still need to build for the Jay future. Well, Brown. that's what they're hoping. They're hoping right. that the second round picks really flourish out because they're hoping that what ends up happening is if you have KD. For six years, if you have James Harden for six years and you're able to build around them, even if you end up keeping a Kyrie Irving, you don't have as many spots to have to worry about in terms of starting starting level players. So really you're building out your bench. The big, the smartest thing they did in this trade that they didn't do in the Boston trade, Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics had control over the pick swap years. So right. in the years when on the years when the Nets were bad and they had a really high pick, Boston yes, they do, Shaq. Boston took the pick and swapped with the Nets. But then when the Nets were when the Nets were good and the Nets had a mid-round first round pick or a back end of the first round, when the Nets used to sneak into the playoffs, Boston decided, eh, we'll, we'll wait till next year to swap because they knew they weren't going to get a good pick. 
So, you know, Billy King gave up a lot of control in those trades. You know, nevertheless gave up a lot of, of assets. This year, this trade, they gave up a lot of assets, but they didn't give up the control. Got you. Got you. Um, any final thoughts on this topic? Uh, right along with what Shaq said, yes, the Nets do have three empty slots available on their roster to fill out their roster. So they could pick up somebody like a Kyle Culver or uh or you know, to, to fill out the three point shooting that we lost when we when we got rid of Adam. But even though we still got, you know, we got Harris, they still got I, I like Bruce Brown. I don't know if Pete or Dre really like him. I, feel I really like, like Bruce. I, I really like, like Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown. I like what he's able to Why do. Why you for, said Pete or Dre? Because they're Nets fans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why you always got? Why you always got to go that route? Like I'm. I'm, I'm oh. We still I was got. Who's just making sure? Still got. <laughs> still got Landry Shamet. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I I do like the Nets team. We didn't. Though we gave up Dinwiddie and Allen and Prince. We didn't give up Dinwiddie. We, we didn't give up Dinwiddie. I'm say Levert. My bad. My head. But, all right. We got rid of Levert. We got rid of Allen. Got rid of Prince. They got three available spots left, so they can they can shop for free agency if they want. You still got Kyle Culver, I think, who's available, which rounds out the the um the three point shooter. You could probably pick up another big man to back up DeAndre Jordan, which they desperately need, honestly, because I think they just got Reggie Perry. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, I'm not sure who else. Who still want Kyle Culver? That man can shoot. What are you talking? What? Yes, right, Steve, Novak, but... Steve Novak can shoot too, but you don't see him still in the league. You know, I ain't even going. I ain't even going, Stephen. I, I like discount double check. I'm not going to do that. We ain't going. We ain't going. We ain't going. You know what? Good times. Good times. Good times. Good stuff. That was. I remember you know that. Names that you picked for me are boring. It seems like they're really. They seem like they're really top heavy. And then once somebody goes on the bench, they're going to lose every single game that they play. Sorry. No, I don't. I don't believe that. I feel like they're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna do real good in the East. Their test is the West. That, yeah. that that's just what it is. You got me all effed up because I was messing with my controls. They're gonna what? do really well against the East. Yeah, real, real well against the East. But They're do I gonna be the West. They are too heavy for their own good. There's Scoring no, heavy, yes. There's no defensive balance there. You get what I'm saying? To justify trading away that many pieces. Now, granted, I agree with you, Matt. I feel that, and I agree with you, Pete. If you have Harden as an available player, you take him. You get what I'm saying? Especially if you have the cap for him, you take him. But I, I do feel as if this is not what they – they didn't need this trade. Vince we all agree now. Agent. Stop it. He retired. <clears throat> no, I mean, if you want to talk about a real free agent, you know who, you know who actually is out there, though. Who? Got- LiAngelo Ball is out there. I'm just saying. Third ball, brother. Y'all said Kyle Corver. I am done with this show. You got Kyle Corver. You got Gerald Green. Did he say Gerald Green? I'll take Gerald Green. Chandler's still out there. I don't. I, I don't. Tyson I don't Chandler, the Knicks. The Knicks about to pick up Tyson Chandler. Yeah, yeah. Knicks about to pick up Tyson Chandler. I would sure. pick up Kyle O'Quinn, honestly. Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson still out using, there. Why using our ESPN? Uh, fantasy draft stuff. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> dragging the conversation now. Ah. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, um, it's been a little while, but uh, we haven't had to smoke on here at least for a couple of weeks. So, 
Let's get into BK Matt's smoke section. Stop you right. Woo! Who made that beat? Who made that beat? Oh, I made that beat. I made that beat. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did make. I, he did make that. that. He did make that. But yeah, so I said, "Who made that beat?" You just said, <laughs> "Who made that beat?" I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm setting it up. I was setting it up. I was setting it up. <laughs> now, normally, Go ahead. the floor is yours. Normally, this would be my section for to give all the smoke, and I would. But we did talk about Kyrie Irving and James Harden trade, so you know it's not really much for me to talk about. So I'm going to pass this topic, this segment, the smoke is being given to Tavia. Go ahead, Tay. Give the smoke. Get the smoke. I know you got something. I know you got something. Go ahead, girl. Get the smoke. Well, I wasn't expecting to 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 give the smoke this week, right? Um, there are a couple of all right. As we all know, you know, tragically, there was a uh riot on Capitol Hill last week that claimed the lives of five people, right? And one of the biggest news um, that came out of the Capitol riots was the participation of an Olympic gold medalist who was on a team with, I believe, uh, Ryan Lochte and Michael Phelps in the 2008 Olympics. He was on that swim team. And the reason why I think this was big for me to, to kind of point out is the we had a, a whole special episode about, you know, the social justice movement started by Kyle uh, Colin Kaepernick and how um, he was immediately demonized to the point where the man still can't get an NFL starting job, backup job, any type of job. And just the way that those conversations were framed around him, they're saying that his movements was unpatriotic, unpatriotic, um, that he was disrespectful to the flag. He was called a son of a bitch by the then president of the United States. And um, now that, you know, this Capitol rioter was an athlete, a professional athlete, an Olympic gold medalist athlete as well, even though he's been charged for his crime, and I think he's out on bail, I don't think he's um, in jail, you're not hearing that same energy. You're not hearing people, even though, like we said, Kaepernick was a bigger story, but this was a more impactful story. This shows you that the bias is, is real. I'm not hearing Fox News talking about this guy. I'm not hearing, even though, like I said, Colin Kaepernick was a popular player at the time. But what this guy did was way more of domestic terrorism than anything Colin Kaepernick even attempted to do. And I give it the smoke because... The sports figures, the sports head, the talking heads are not giving it the same energy. This was one of the biggest news on, it was on TMZ, it was on Forbes, it was everywhere. But the same talking heads who who said so much about Kaepernick, you get what I'm saying, said so much about all these NBA players, the WNBA, you know what I'm saying, but you're not keeping that same energy and this is what we mean when we speak bias. Hey, I want to I want to jump on some something that you just said, right? Anybody who I you know if I will find anybody who's at the Capitol riots 
and had any sort of violent, violent, um, well, is going to get charged. If they had a badge, they should never get a job with a badge again. Because I know reports are coming out there were a lot of off-duty police officers from around the nation that were seen at the Capitol riots. And my belief is, if you was a police officer and you was out there and you was involved in this, you should never have have the ability to hold a badge ever again. Right. And I, and I feel as if the reason why I brought this up, even though it's kind of an oldish story, is just to show you we, we have this hashtag that we always use, which is bigger than sports. And I want you guys to, you know, our people who listen to the podcast to think that, to know, you know what I'm saying, that these are the things that are out there. And that's why it's very important for us as, you know, journalists of color, you get what I'm saying, to report the things that are very important, that that do have a sports angle to it. And, you know, the Capitol riots was one of the biggest stories, you know, of all time. And I think it's one of those things, one of those days that'll, that'll live in infamy. Um, and I think that is, you know, the subsequent impeachment of, of President Trump, you know, all this week, you know, it's been what, 17 days of the new mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and look at what we're, we're dealing with. And I just, my message, you know, for all the talking heads who didn't really pay this much attention, you get what I'm saying? Like, you're doing your your followers a disservice. I want you to go into his history like you went into Cap's history. You get what I'm saying? I want you to talk about the fact that Cap was black but raised by white parents and use that as an excuse to say that he shouldn't care about social justice. Mm-hmm. You know, white supremacy is is very much a thing. You get what I'm saying? And to be pro-black, which I am, does not mean that I'm ever anti-white. You know, right. but but I wish that people would see that this bias is real. And it's been, what, how many years and Cap still can't get a job? You mean to tell me we sit here and we debate all these weeks about Sam Darnold and this person and that person and that person and that person. And it still baffles me that this man couldn't get a job even after all this. Right. Agreed. And if we're talking about likely punishments, right, let's take it way back. Let's take it to 1968. You remember um, during the Olympics, um, Tommy Smith and John Carlos, right? They stood on the Olympic stage. They protested. They lifted their fist. And ultimately, I believe they lost their gold medals, right? That's the least that should happen at this point in time. That is the very least that should happen. And this goes to show, like what Tay says, there's a difference. There's always a difference because people were bringing up, well, if it was, you know, if it was black people storming the Capitol, it had been different. Yes, that's true. I so. Absolutely. I believe so. Absolutely. The, the stairs would not be the same color as they are now. I'm, I'm, let's be real. But all of that to say, like people, Chase black said. People do, black people of color wouldn't do that because we already know that we can't. Right. Right. <laughs> right. When we went, when I went to protest to try to get my job back, we stayed behind the fence. Most of us are people of color or, or or immigrant descent that went to the Capitol and protested. It was still scary for me 
Because I'm like, we're protesting, but down the block, Trump protesters were protesting. So I could have easily been caught in that crossfire. But again, the same energy, we, we preach keeping the same energy. We've been preaching keeping the same energy since before the podcast even started. Didn't, and the country and, and the law isn't keeping the same energy. This man should be trialed and arrested and put in jail for storming the Capitol building of the United States of America. If this was any other race, that person would be on death row right now. And you know, another thing I want to uplift, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's a narrative that I've been hearing all week and stuff mm-hmm. like that too, is that people are trying to liken this to the the, um, the George Floyd protests and the Breonna Taylor protests. And let me tell you something here too. If anybody, I feel like anybody who was down with the cause of the George Floyds and the Breonna Taylors were not the ones that were looting. Mm-hmm. It was the agitators who didn't care about the mission, who didn't care about peace inequality, those were the ones who were inciting the fire because they had the privilege to do so. You get what I'm saying? Right. And now yeah. we're in a we're in a world where, you know, we people don't like to talk about politics. People say, well, that doesn't apply to me, but we don't have that privilege. You know, the, to me, the soundbite that'll live in infamy, right? Mm-hmm. There was never anyone of power, never anyone in the movement, never anyone that was aligned with the movement during the George Floyd and Black Lives Matter protests, who we ever heard go on a stage and tell thousands of people that we should have trial by combat. Right? No one said that during any of the right uh, mm-hmm. during the George Floyd protests, during the Black Lives Matter protests. You never saw if anything, you saw the leaders of the movement saying yes. Do we disagree with the tactics that are being used? Yes. Should we defend ourselves? Yes. But should we be the antagonizers? No. No. They would shut it down, right? But what did we have? We had elected officials. We had the United States president. We had the former mayor of New York City standing on a stage in Washington, D.C. almost an hour before everything happened, if not less time than that. And you had people saying we should have trial by combat. You had an incoming uh uh, elected official in a in a in a rally before this say that you should tell your elected officials you'll come after them, right? That is the problem. Big problem, Matt. I'll let you wrap this up. Um, honestly, we don't keep the same energy. It's it's sad in America, and it, it's supposed to be the land of the free. It's supposed to be equal everything. It's not. It's far from. It's far from the above. It, I, I, I hate the fact that I, I'm not going to hold you. I sat back and I watched it and I felt one of three. I felt like three emotions. At first, I laughed. The second, I was angry. And the third, I was disappointed. I laughed because look at all the scrutiny we all got when we we protested, you know, when the George Floyd thing happened, with when the Breonna Taylor thing happened and and when the cops got off, Rodney King, I can I can keep going, you know Trayvon Martin, I can I literally can keep going, and the narrative was these criminals and they're they're looting and they're doing this, and 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 they're not, they're doing it for the wrong thing, they're doing it for attention and all this other stuff, but yet these people, and then I go to the second emotion, I go to the 
to to the to the angry, you know, where I was sad about it because it was like, if that was us, we would have got shot. We would have got killed. Worse things would have happened. I felt like it would have been a lot more casualties than what, like, was it four? Was it was it two? It was like five. It was five. It would have been a lot more if it was us. Because we're seeing more of a threat than these people were. And we know the balance to not pass lines, even though we want to. You've seen it. We wreck our own neighborhoods sometimes, and 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 yeah, it's not a it's not a great thing to Is say. It our neighborhood, though, no, you're right. How to live there because we can't live anywhere else because of redlining. You're right. But so what deep. I'm what I'm saying is because we know the balance of we can't go to a city hall and wreck there, or where because we'll get killed. So that line is there. We'll do that here and not go there because we know we'll die. We know the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is not the same to certain people. And that's that that's a sad feeling. That's an angry feeling. And that's all that those are the three emotions that I felt watching it. I laughed initially because I'm like, look at them. We're compared as they, we're looked at as animals. Didn't it look like what they did? Huh? Didn't they look like thug? Boy, they definitely look they real gangster in that. In that, up, that was a thuggish move. I put up Bruh, the I put up the super post. Thugs. I, I put up the post. I said we're looked at as animals for wrecking our like where we live at. They stormed the Capitol and ruined everything but Olive Garden. How does that even work? Well, and you then, know. Like, <laughs> they're gonna see they're gonna see charges and get probation for two weeks. They'll be picking up stuff off the off the side off the off the highways and then they'll be back to their normal life without a felony and nothing on them. But if it was us, we'd be in prison waiting to see a trial for months to a year. Trial by combat, like Pete said. It's yeah, crazy. It, it, it's just yeah. I, it, three emotions. I, I, I do want to say though. To all these companies, to all these communities that are finally, you know, decided not to do business with certain people, better late than never. But where was this energy throughout this four-year period? Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, um, I didn't mean to to, to definitely um, dampen the mood, right? But I oh, feel you're good. Kyrie Philibum. There we go. I'm not, I'm not apologizing, but um, <laughs> all I'm saying is what we got all around to our feelings, but the um, Olympic swimmer, he needs to be stripped of his medals. Absolutely. Of his accolades. And he should not be able to have eligibility to swim for anybody's national team. So that was my main point. And then to wrap up, I guess we're, we're getting ready to wrap up soon. Um, I really agree with Gilbert Arenas, who says that if Jordan and Kobe had the lineup that LeBron. No, no, we're not doing it. Get out of here. I'm done. We're, we're done, Dre. End it. I'm done. You are not going to disrespect Kobe Bryant. That's what you're not going to do. I'm not, I'm not allowing it. And I gentlemen, am not allowing it. 
No, um, it is. Mute her, Dre. Mute Mute her now. No. No. Um, no. Ah. No. no. Dre. Dre, end it now. Dre, end it now. No. No. You are not going to disrespect the Kobe Bryant. You are not going to disrespect Kobe being Bryant. You are not going to do that right now. You are not going to defecate on that man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Your Sports Show this week. For BK Matt, for Pete, the voice of a generation, for the queen, Queen Tay, it is your boy, Big Baby, signing out. Peace. The best sports show if you really get it on. We're going to tell you exactly what is wrong if you want to come over to the test. Yes. The sports opinion is the best yet.